Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Ketan Patel. Thanks for being on the show, Ketan. Thank you, Whitney. Very grateful to be on the show. I'm happy to have you on. Ketan is a transformation coach that helps motivated individuals create breakthroughs and unlock their potential. He has mastered the art of transformation by learning from people like Tony Robbins, Wim Hof, Dr. Deepak Chopra, and Dr. Joe Dipenza. His unique program will give you the clarity and confidence you need to achieve your goals faster and increase your self-awareness. His achievements include earning an accelerated doctor uh, pharmacy degree, building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio by starting from $8,000, operating successful retail and services businesses, and listen to this, climbing a mountain wearing only shorts in 20 degree weather. Now that's impressive. Thanks again for being on the show today and give the listeners Katana, a little more about who you are, your background, and maybe, you know, let's talk about obviously your real estate business that you're doing a little bit. And also let's jump into just your coaching and how you're helping individuals in this business as well. Okay. So I'm from Boston and basically my journey started as a pharmacist and I was always driven towards entrepreneurship and business. And eventually I shifted into real estate from syndication to managing a rental portfolio small-scale development, and then eventually from there, I transitioned into the coach because every way, step of the way, you just realize to shift into your higher potential from the experiences that you get. And I realized that the success in real estate field or any field has a lot to do with your own self-awareness as an individual, what kind of blocks you have, what's really driving you, motivating you. And the more I uncovered these factors in myself, in the real estate business, I could translate into the success, whether it's raising more capital or managing your portfolio better or any of those things. Great. Great. So, you know, I really want to, I guess, dive in a little bit more about, you know, these things you're talking about, you uncovered in yourself, because I'm sure we are, uh, the listeners and myself are dealing with some of the same things and help us walk through some of that. And so I guess get us started a little bit. What was it that you uncovered in yourself or maybe a few things that we could talk about that most of the listeners are probably struggling with as well when we're going through this real estate journey and building our business just like you have? Okay, great. So one thing we could talk about is limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are a huge roadblock to whatever you're trying to do in real estate, either finding a deal or finding a capital or somehow pull through a transaction. And oftentimes they are not visible. They are just running just like a background app consuming the power. So let's talk about some limiting beliefs that you could have around raising capital. So on the surface, you might be asking yourself, well, you know, I'm promoting, I have blogs, I'm doing XYZ, I'm going to meetups. Why am I not really raising as much capital? If you really sit down with yourself and if you are aware, you will have something of the tune of, it could be anything. To give you my example, I was thinking years ago that me bringing the people into the deal, I'm taking advantage of them because they are only getting 8% preferred return. Maybe they are looking for more. It was just my belief. Yours might be different flavor, but eventually what that would do is it would block you to really go out there and connect with the individual 
if you just have a negative limiting belief or it could be something like well i'm new to the business i don't have as much experience what if this transaction fails these are my friends and family and then i would really feel uncomfortable in my social circle and how would that impact a lot of people who are starting in the game feel that limiting belief at play as well so i mean i could relate to that especially getting started in this business trying to you know raise capital we all feel like you're not sure about yourself you don't have much confidence when we first start talking to investors i know there's listeners that feel the same way and so help us i guess to get past that a little bit how do we change that thinking that limiting belief and gain more confidence you know as far as you, know, you said you mentioned like sit down with yourself and what does that look like or how do we do that Sure. So the first step would be to take an inventory of what those actual limiting beliefs are. And sometimes for everybody, it's a different process. You want to pick an environment where you are creative, where you could just block off an hour and sit down with yourself. It could be a park, it could be a cafe, wherever it works best for you. And then you ask yourself the question, if you are already aware of them, you just jot them down. If not, you just try to ask yourself the question, what if, what if there's no reason I could fail in this particular investment or this is really my life's work or this is a very important thing I need to figure out? What are the deep down blocks? So you put a list. For example, you know, I'm taking advantage of the investors. That's just one limiting belief that we could use as an example, right? Then what we are doing is, step two we are doing is, is we are going to think of all the reference experiences in the past as well, because the way this works is just like a table is supported by legs, the same exact way your limiting belief would be supported by some reference experiences. So try to see if you could find any reference experiences from the past. Why are you feeling you are taking advantage? Have you done something in the past, real estate or non, where you felt that it didn't work out. And from somehow you took a meaning that you took advantage of the real estate of the investors. So if you could think of some reference experiences, you could list those down as well. If not, it's okay. Then then the step two would be doing is think of the exact polar opposite of your limiting belief. So if your limiting belief is I'm taking advantage of them, we change it to giving advantage to them. Now, what's going to happen is just consciously thinking of this is not going to sink it into your subconscious. We all know that. So now you need to create a list of good reference experiences that would really sink this in over the next period of a week or a month. To give you an example, in my case, I'm giving advantage of them and my reference experiences for myself were some of these examples. Like I'm educating them on different investments for free. I'm not charging them money or anything like that. I'm helping them break their own fears related to investing and take a leap with me, which can potentially change their life as well. Who am I to decide what one, eight or 10% investment could mean to them? Before I was thinking that, well, 8% seems very low or 9% seems a little low, but that's not my choice, right? I'm giving them advantage. I'm giving them the passive income. I'm helping them create the income. I'm being creative, providing them solutions. And it would be different for everybody based on, but just to give you an example. And then the more reference experiences you could come in with, you write it all down and you anchor it to your new limiting belief. And then what you do is anytime you're having an investor call 
or you are going to a meeting before that you quickly review it so your brain just gets a quick rush of the neural connections and before you know this would be your routine nice so we're changing our routine which is I'm sure a good thing if we're having these limiting beliefs, but I can see too, like picking a creative environment or somewhere else that you're not sitting in the office, right? Or you're not sitting where your computer is probably or your phone and all these distractions that we live with every day somehow. But then you mentioned, we're going to think of references in the past that support this. And that's interesting, you know, think about why do I have this limiting belief? And then think of the polar ops. It's a big mindset shift, isn't it? It's a mindset change. You know, help us to just change that mindset or, you know, really have a successful mindset. And how do you do that? Or how do you coach people in doing that? For myself, I mean, a mindset change was instrumental in just getting my real estate business started and really making it happen. But how do you coach others to do that? Or maybe some common things that people are struggling with? Sure. So when we talk about success psychology or success mindset, In my opinion, it boils down to two things. The first part is the 50% that we learn or model from people. So we could watch a YouTube video. We could see what has worked for somebody else that have a morning ritual or do X, Y, Z. And those are all good things for us to learn. The other 50% is very, very unique to you that unfortunately, nobody could really teach it to you. I cannot figure that out either for yourself, but there's a process that I have created that coaches use that would get you in touch with your deeper self for you to come up with those unique things that are really driving you. And that's the other part, which it gets very interesting because it's all for you and it's like you're on your own journey. So to talk about it, there's a lot of tools that I've been trained from Tony Robbins, his Six Human Needs Psychology. And basically trying to give you an example. So let's use one of the example with a client. Let's say you're a real estate syndicator, right? What happens is I will ask you at the end of the day, you're trying to make whatever your number is, 5 million or 50 million or 100 million. The driving force behind that is you're trying to get some kind of feeling at the end of it. Either when you will be successful, you want to feel significant to yourself, to your family, community, or maybe you just have an insecurity towards financing where you feel if I don't have X amount of money, life's going to be difficult. If I have X amount of money, I will have freedom. The common freedom thing is if you're earning money, you don't need to worry about working another day. You could be however you want, spend your time, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these are not good or bad things, but everybody is driven by something else. So we have to figure out what you are driven for. Are you trying to get significance? Is that your number one thing where you don't care about a deeper meaning for your work or purpose? It's all about somehow let me make this work. And this is deeper. It's not going to come out right away. Sometimes it might, or it could be the freedom or it could be the security. So once we find out what your blueprint is, then we could shift it where then you could shift it and be like, well, this is good but I don't need to really get significance from it. I don't need to raise X amount of dollars or get X amount of apartment complex under belt just to prove it to myself. I'm already worthy of myself. I like doing it and I want to do it, but it's totally disconnected, right? So this is just a very, very simple tool. There's a lot of things that step-by-step unravel and get your blueprint out so you could tweak it to then change your mindset. 
and then couple it with the other things that you already know and get a forward momentum. Okay. Well, that's pretty deep. But, you know, initially, you know, you talked about, okay, 50% we model from other people. And so I can see that the importance of who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is there ways that you've been intentional about as you're going through this mindset change and you learned the tactics that maybe the people you're hanging around changed? Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. There has been a lot of studies that, well, where they say the six people that you're hanging out with, you're their average or your bank account balance is their average, et cetera, et cetera. Because what happens is on a day-to-day basis, the kind of information you listen to, whether it's a podcast or read to or kind of people you talk to, that gives you raw material for your brain to work on and come up with new material. So if you are getting the same raw material by hanging with the same people, you're going to get the same exact thoughts, which will then trigger the same exact feelings, which would then keep you in the same action loop, getting the same results, and it will go round and round. But as soon as you start changing that circle, maybe start reading new kinds of books or hanging out with new people, listening to the interviews, going to some events, any of those things, it would be hard to measure in the beginning, but slowly it will create a change in you as well. Nice. But then that 50% that's unique to us. And you mentioned you're looking for a feeling, that feeling after you achieve whatever this is you're looking for, right? So I guess it takes some time, I guess, you're really going to have to devote some time to thinking about what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? Hopefully you already have some goals, I guess. And then what is this feeling I'm looking for? So after we've discovered that, explain that a little bit more. After we've discovered that at the end, you know, we've figured out, okay, what it is we're looking to achieve. Okay, this is why we're doing this because we want financial freedom or whatever it is, or walk me through that again, as far as how that helps me change my mindset. Sure. So to give you an example of a client, after a good amount of work, we discovered that for him to be really important in real estate and be successful because his father was very successful. So he had ingrained that, that for me, it's absolutely important to be successful in real estate because that's how he got it. So for him, that significance part was very important in front of his family and the community to get that. So once you figure that out, then you ask yourself, is that really true? What you are trying to seek? So for example, you're trying to get financial freedom, but what if you're already making a decent living right now? You already have that freedom. You just don't have the clarity on what gives you joy. What is the purpose of your life? What is the meaning? So instead of that, the shortcut is let me try to make more money. That will give me the freedom. Instead of asking yourself, understanding yourself, what makes you happy? What would you like to do? How would you like to support others in all of those things? So once you uncover those things, then you ask yourself, does that really make sense? Is it really that important to you? Can you change the order of it? Well, I want to do it, but I want to do it so it would really help me grow as a person. I'm terrified of raising capital, but I know that The value is not in getting, it's in becoming somebody else that you know by the time you raise a capital or do a syndication deal. Why don't we approach it as I would be a completely different person because I have faced my fears or I have gone through so many challenges. So you change the mindset like that and also you change the order where, well, for me, yes, making a little more money is very important right now. I don't care about significance or why I'm really seeking this significance. 
are there parts of myself that I haven't fully accepted? I'm not at peace. And I'm thinking that this would really get me going for it. So it's taking inventory of these things and thinking of these questions to then rewire this thing. And then that's the other 50%. These were some examples from some clients, but everybody's situation is very unique. And then you would just take actions in a very different way because then you are primary drives, your motives have changed. So maybe today, the listener doesn't have the ability to go off and figure this out right now, right? But we're thinking about these things. Maybe we're going to plan some time the next weekend, something like that. We can get started on some of this. But what are some things they could implement today? Maybe like a daily routine suggestions that you have that maybe help us to change our mindset or just achieve more success as an entrepreneur? Sure. The biggest thing I would say is that most people know their phone's operating system really well, but we don't take the time to understand our own operating system. So number one thing would be, I would suggest anybody to schedule a one hour or two hour window every single week in their calendar where they are unreachable. They go to their favorite cafe or a park or their office, anywhere they feel super motivated. They shut all electronic devices off just take a pen and paper or something to take notes with and then start asking these questions and think about this and make it in a process where every single week you do it. Then what would happen is before you know two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks have gone by and you would have came up so much material about yourself that you could then ask deeper questions and explore it. And the key to is, is just simple scheduling that two hour block because we are so busy running our businesses and our life that we never take the time to spend and interview ourselves. So I think that one thing could really start things going on. I like that. I like that a lot. I agree. And we're always connected. If we're sitting at the desk, we're on the computer and it's just notifications like mad, your phone's always next to you. I try to get in the habit of at least putting it on airplane mode at times. So it's just notifying me of something all the time, random and distracting me. But it's difficult, isn't it? We just get in that habit and we're just always on it. We just have that, I don't know, addiction, for lack of a better word, we're addicted to this thing, social media. So Katan, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit about your real estate business. We're about out of time, but tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're doing in real estate right now. Sure. So right now I'm raising capital for a multifamily deal. I'm also doing couple conversion from ranches into a two-family in an affluent neighborhood where you get more dollar per square foot. So we buy these ranches at low dollar per square foot, do a value-add construction to then sell it into their semi-luxury homes. So I'm working on those projects. I like to be somewhat active as well in real estate side. So as a coach, I'm in touch with what's happening with the day-to-day and I have something to work on as well. Nice. And so what's been the hardest part of your syndication journey? I know you mentioned you're raising capital. What's been some of the hardest things you've had to work through in growing this business? The hardest thing would be the mindset from one or another angle. So like I said, when you were starting out, it was all about thinking, hey, what if this doesn't work? Friends or family, what if the deal doesn't work out? How would it work out in your social circle? if you have failed their expectations, getting over that fear. And then the next part would be having that confidence in yourself that you understand the process really well. And your job is to educate the investors. They are making the decisions. You tell them what the risks are and what the rewards are and walk them through all that. So it's a gradual shift one at a time. And then as you're on your real estate syndication journey as you're 
the struggle is, are you trying to be a syndicator trying to find the deal or are you trying to find the capital? You find that lack of clarity that has been a big struggle as well that slowly moved along. Let's see. Those are some of the recurring themes. Okay. And what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours outside of the mindset maybe? Okay. Outside of mindset, I would say referrals. I have started, I think what I would do is as soon as somebody has invested, I would do a check-in every quarter or I would just have a list going on where when you don't have the deals to offer, you just reach out to somebody and be like, hey, just wanted to check in if you had any other questions on investing, passive income, taking some time and really connecting with the investor because sometimes for them, they are getting so much more value. We might assume that we don't have as much to offer, right? It's all about some passive income and multifamily investing. But for somebody who has never invested, just a simple question answered could give them a lot to think about. So doing those calls have generated some referrals randomly, just every month doing some of calls with your investors just to follow up. Nice. And before we have to go, tell the listeners how you like to give back. I like to give back. So I was born and raised in India. So over there, I'm helping some of the schools to just have a better education supplies for the kids or clean water and things like that. I'm just doing some small things right now. And eventually, I'm planning on having a foundation to have more organized efforts. Nice. And Kadan, thanks so much for your time and just sharing your experience, your expertise and helping us just really have a successful mindset and then understanding that it's an internal mindset game you know, helping us to improve our business that way. But tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you, your business and your coaching. Thank you very much for the opportunity. This was great. Listeners could go on my website, katenpatel.com. That's K-E-T-A-N, my last name, Patel, P-A-T-E-L. And then they have all the information there. More than happy to offer an introductory session as well if anybody's interested in learning more about themselves as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. And appreciate the listeners being with us today and every day. I hope you'll go to LifeBridge Capital and sign up so I can reach out to you and we can schedule a phone call as well. I'd love to help you any way I can. And go to the Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, so we can all learn from experts like Katan and grow our businesses together. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.